Deluxe Wraps provides you with a sustainable alternative to plastic packaging for your food. We have the founder, Amy, with us today. Thanks for joining in, Amy. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, uh, just to start off, could you tell us, you know, what, what exactly are you building at uh, Goldilocks Wraps? Yeah, absolutely. So it started with um, beeswax wraps. So the goal was to help eliminate the use of plastic wrap. Um, and as we grow, uh, one of our main goals or missions is to help eliminate all single use plastics. Um, obviously, that's quite a large goal. So it's a very long term one. Um, but with products specifically that are both, um, you know, very functional, very practical, but also beautiful and designed well and really add something to the owner's home or their life and they, you know, enjoy using them. Okay. Okay. And, and what type of products are these? How does, how does it work now? Yeah. So all of the products that we offer now are um, eco-friendly and plastic free, okay. uh, but our keystone product that I was talking about, which are called beeswax wraps mm -hmm. are an eco-friendly alternative to plastic wraps specifically. Okay. Um, so you don't need to use any more, you know, single use saran wrap in the kitchen as a result of them. Right. What they are, is they're a cotton base? So it's fabric that's mm -hmm. totally saturated with beeswax, tree resin, and jojoba oil. So they're all natural ingredients. Um, and they have some really awesome benefits. One, they're beautiful. I, I curate really great prints. Right. Um, but two, they also keep your food fresh for longer as well. So any kind of like fresh produce that you're putting in them is going to last for way longer than it would normally like putting it in plastic or Tupperware or anything else like that. Um, and then at the end of their life cycle, they're entirely compostable as well. Mm -hmm. um, so you're not having to have any kind of waste um, from that. Um, so okay. yeah, that's been our core product. And we've just been slowly this year expanding into some, some new products as well. Okay. Okay. And, and what prompted you to, you know, embark on this journey? So it was actually quite uh, a lengthy journey in terms of coming into being. I feel like a lot of startups or the way that a lot of companies are founded, it is often over a period of time, but I had decided I'm from Ontario originally and I live out here in Victoria and BC now and I had decided um, that I wanted to move out at West. I didn't know what I was going to be doing. I was living back in Ontario working as a wedding and event coordinator. Mm -hmm. um, so when I decided to leave my job, I um, was going to take about a year off and travel for a little while. Um, mm -hmm. It had been quite some time since I'd had the opportunity, <laughs> you know, to have that kind of freedom since school. It had been, been quite a while since I had graduated. And and I decided to go to the South Pacific. Um, I was in Fiji volunteering with a shark conservation project. Okay. So I've always had a love of the ocean, which is why I had an interest in moving out to Victoria. Yeah. Um, and so I've been scuba diving for quite some time and wanted to take what I would consider, you know, not your average vacation, but one that also, you know, I got to enjoy, but also I was able to give back. Right. Uh, so I was volunteering my time for about six weeks at this particular project. And, um, you learned, we learned a lot about ocean conservation. And mm. I think to me, the most, one of the most shocking things was just how severe the like plastics in the ocean problem really is. Mm. I think for a lot of people, um, when you don't live right next to the ocean, it's kind of an out of sight, out of mind, or, you know, you hear about it in a bit more of a general context. But once you, you see it and you're diving and you're underwater and you realize the 
the scale and the impact that it's actually having, it does really affect you personally. And I think that's, and then it's harder to kind of turn, turn a blind eye. Right. So after that trip, I knew that I wanted to do something in my own life that I would be living more sustainably. I didn't, I didn't leave the project thinking, oh, I'm going to start a business by any means. I just thought I'm going to be more conscious in what I'm doing as a consumer and, and start learning more about ways that I can be eco-friendly and more, con more eco-conscious. Um, but throughout the rest of my travels was actually the first time that I was introduced to the concept of a beeswax wrap. I had never heard of these things. I had no idea what they were. This was probably like five or six years ago. So they're much more well-known now, but at this particular time, it was kind of like, you know, no one had really heard of them that much. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought, well, that's really neat. Um, didn't think much of it. Came home from my travels uh, around Christmas, thought, you know, my mom uses so, so, so much plastic wrap, especially around Christmas and around the holidays, you know, wrapping up platters and trays. Yep. So I decided to, I thought, you know, what would be really cool is that alternative that I saw when I was on my travels. Maybe, maybe I'll just try and make one, you know, thinking I'm pretty crafty. I've always like grown up doing, you know, making things and been a bit of a maker. Um, turns out it's a little more complicated than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, there are sort of like simple options, um, but the, I really wanted it to function like a plastic wrap because I know, you know, if, if, it, if it's more work um, than the plastic wrap or if it doesn't work similarly, um, I knew that, you know, it's really easy to kind of like break that habit and go back to what you were doing before. So I spent a, a month or two just experimenting with different ingredients and different ratios and how you actually make them doing all this just in, in a home kitchen. Right. And so by the time I was done that process, I had a lot more wraps than what I just needed to give to my mom <laughs> for Christmas because there was, you know, some, some that didn't work so well, some that worked really great. And she, she started using them and loved them after I had given them to her. And then, you know, she started telling her friends about them and then her friends wanted some. And it basically just started to snowball to a point where I realized, wow, there's, there's a need for this. And that was when I kind of started thinking, wow, maybe this could actually be something right. and decided to apply to some farmer's markets once I knew I was going to be moving out to Victoria and thought, you know, I'll just do it as a hobby to start. Yeah. Um, but about, you know, three and a half years later, it's a full blown, full blown running business. So yeah, that's, that's how I, I entered into this sort of field of, of okay. starting an eco-friendly business. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's interesting and very inspiring. Like you, uh, like not having, uh, you know, started with uh, the plan of, you know, turning into a business, but it eventually did. So pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a very natural progress, I feel like, which has um, been really wonderful for me. Um, I, I didn't go to school for business or entrepreneurship or anything like that. Right. Uh, I actually have a master's degree in art history okay. and I remember the whole time that I was doing this degree there were a lot of people that are like what, what do you do with a degree in art history and you know at the time I didn't I thought I was going to be a professor I didn't have an, an answer outside of that mm -hmm. um, but in hindsight it really did teach me a lot obviously about you know just I love visual things I love aesthetics I like beautiful things I like studying them and um, you know, their history. And, and I feel like that has in some ways influenced the fact that I really wanted to have the wraps when we started making them be something that were really beautiful and functional. Because especially at the time that we had started, I feel like a lot of eco products kind of had this stereotype as being very like granola-y or like, <laughs> you know, not something that was necessarily the best aesthetic or the most aesthetically pleasing product. Um, 
things have come a long way since then. And I, there's a lot of really amazing brands out there doing really wonderful work with different, you know, sustainable products and mm -hmm. really incorporating that aspect of, you know, wanting there to be like a beautiful design. Um, but I do think that having that, that degree has helped in a little bit in that aspect. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting take on learning. I think sometimes we don't realize and it doesn't pay off, you know, like immediately. But uh, in the long run, we realize that importance of whatever we had learned during a phase in our life. So, yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And uh, there's an interesting story behind the name Goldilocks as well. And it's, it's not your hair, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, obviously people listening, they can't necessarily see me right now, but I have long blonde hair and I have for my entire life. So a lot of people just assume that the name Goldilocks is for that reason. Um, and while it was, you know, it's kind of cheeky and, and funny, the real reason that I actually ended up naming the business Goldilocks is sort of twofold in that the phrase not too hot, not too cold, I think comes up in a lot of people's lives. And it's that idea of finding balance, like finding that middle ground that really right. works. And for me, when I came back and wanted to dive into this sort of zero waste lifestyle, I tend to be a one extreme or the other kind of person. Like if I'm going to do something and do it really well, I'm going to do it right. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. and what I learned really quickly as I dove into this sort of zero waste journey with my own habits and choices was that that's not the case. You can't do that in, in that kind of an environment. It's very hard. There's a lot of, you can put a lot of pressure on yourself um, and you're not going to be perfect. You're going to you kind of need to learn as you go. And um, for a lot of people, I think what they, they do, and I was at this point as well, is because you feel so overwhelmed because you can't do it perfectly, mm. you sometimes default to then instead doing nothing or reverting back to your old habits. Yeah. And that's not helpful either. Mm. So what we usually tell people at Goldilocks is, you know, introduce, say, like one habit at a time, get used to that. Don't be overwhelmed by it. For example, using our beeswax wraps or just, you know, bringing a reusable water bottle with you. Start with that. Mm. And then once that becomes a habit and just a part of your life, then you move on to the next one rather than trying to do everything at once because you feel like you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. So it's really about finding, yeah, that balance um, that middle ground, that's something that you can continue to build on, I think more long-term. Mm -hmm. And then I actually found this out after I named the business Goldilocks, but I thought it was very fitting right. is that scientists actually refer to the location of, you know, the earth in our solar system as the Goldilocks zone, because mm -hmm. we're not too close and not too far from the sun. We're at that right. perfect distance to foster life. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was appropriate considering, you know, we're very, you know, planet centered business. Right. Right. Well, that's, that's a very interesting take on the balance one, uh, especially. And I've spoken to a lot of businesses and I've realized that, you know, from a customer's perspective, you need to maintain that balance between sustainability and convenience. And if the product is not that convenient for the customers, it's it's hard for them to make that switch. So exactly, as a business, you have to you have to take care of that aspect uh, also. But uh, yeah, that's that's again a beautiful story. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. And uh, coming to the manufacturing of your products, so. Are you, are you doing it like in-house or are there, you know, any other sustainable practices that you have employed across, across your supply chain? 
Yeah, so right now um, with the beeswax wraps specifically, we make everything ourselves in-house. Um, it used to just be me <laughs> when I first started, you know, when I was starting this business, um, I was making all of the wraps by myself uh, in like a basement suite apartment. Uh, that was obviously the early days and it was more of a hobby. Now we have a commercial space um, and there's a whole team of people that work with me as well. Um, but each individual piece is still, um, you know, we, we get all the fabric in, we wash it by hand, we iron it by hand it's cut by hand it's waxed it's packaged like the whole process from start to finish um up to the packaging and, and shipping is all done by our team here in victoria and all done by hand um, in terms of sustainability one of the things that was really important to me was where we source our beeswax from um, because there are different practices throughout the world in terms of you know sustainability and just like the overall health of of the bees as well and then in terms of pesticide use and and those sorts of things. So we work with a really awesome um, beekeeper and company that's just, you know, not even half an hour outside of Victoria, but they're in the countryside here. And they um, they process all of the wax for us. They work with other apiaries on the lower mainland. So all the wax that we're getting is local and they don't use any uh, like chemicals, things like that, um, which is amazing. And they're just wonderful to work with. Uh, I've actually done an interview with them. I'm going to be putting that up on, on our website shortly in our about section, but it's also, we have it up on Instagram as well. If anyone's interested in learning a little bit more about the, the practices that those beekeepers employ, which I think is really important, especially if you're going to be a more, um, and I think for any business, people should be transparent about their supply chain and, you know, where they're getting things from and how it all works. But I think they're, people tend to be a bit more open about it in a more sustainable focused business um, as well. But I think that we need to also start having that kind of accountability with all businesses, whether their focus is, is being, you know, environmental or not is um, paying attention to those practices and, you know, where you source everything from and how you're treating your employees, all those kinds of things. Right. 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 That's true. And uh, what are what are some of the biggest challenges that you have you know faced during during this journey of uh, entrepreneurship? I there's a lot. <laughs> I think anybody that probably has started their own business can attest to that. Is that you often think that you know the trajectory is linear and it's very much not so. Um, so there's a lot of ups and downs. It's a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, but I think as long as you that you surrounded yourself with the right people. I have an amazing business partner. Our managers are lovely and all of our production staff. We have such an amazing team um, that having those people and having that support system makes a lot of those challenges um, much, much easier to grow with. I think if you're trying to do it all on your own, um, especially, you know, I, I mean, I started out on my own, but as I wanted to grow, if you're a business that's looking to grow, I think that that was, a, that's a big challenge for a lot of people. And one that I ran into is, you know, how do I move beyond just me making things and selling them at markets? Um, mm -hmm. That was probably my biggest hurdle okay. was figuring out how to make that leap. Um, I see a lot of other makers have that issue as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, yeah, once you find the right partner and or partners or people um, to kind of do that with um, and you know that you're supporting one another it makes it it makes it much easier <laughs> yeah, sure yeah it's, it's really important to have the right team like because yeah. you, you can't do everything like yourself at the end of the day no as, ma as much as you wear many hats like I still feel like even now I'm there's so many things that I'm taking on as as one person but just that those tasks are now very different than what they were Right. three years ago, right? You're able to expand and kind of shift your focus and those kinds of things. Right, right. 
and uh, lastly amy i wanted to ask like you know where do you see goldilocks raps in next say 6 to 8 months time period i'm keeping it like short because things are changing pretty fast but you know in yeah. terms of your sales channels or in terms of your products is there is there anything in the pipeline for the next 6 to 8 months there is we have a couple of new products that we're working on right now there's one specifically that we're hoping to come out with um before christmas if we can you know fingers crossed get all, all the logistics sorted before then and then i'm working as well for a new product launch in the spring um so we always have um new patterns that we release seasonally so you know we do the patterns for the wraps in the fall and winter and then the spring and summer but there's an entirely sort of what i would say unrelated but still eco-friendly sustainable um product line that i'm working on right now we're just figuring out some formulation and doing the testing and the research and the design phase of things so um it's it's appropriate to the name goldilocks i'll just leave it at that and then people can kind of start to figure out what they think it might be <laughs> okay we'll keep guessing then Uh, uh well thank thanks a lot amy this is like again such such a beautiful story thanks for sharing uh, you know insights on 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 your journey how you got started and on what motivated you you know to uh, to work on this and i think that's i think that's the inherent motivation that keeps you going probably i, I believe so thanks a lot for sharing all absolutely all thanks so much for having me